the globalization of the workforce is continuing to happen. I think that, you know, the gig economy will have an impact on the way that people are employed. We're already seeing that across the world. And I think that will also impact the way that people think about uh, the management of those people and the way that they're paid. Welcome to the Going Global podcast, brought to you by Globalization Partners. Hire anyone, anywhere, quickly and easily. Use our AI-driven, automated, fully compliant global employer of record platform, powered by our in-house worldwide HR experts with 97% customer satisfaction ratings. Globalization partners succeed faster. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Going Global, the podcast where leaders in high-growth companies tell us their own stories of going global and building global remote teams. I'm your host, Diego Mendiburu, and remember that you can find all episodes of this show on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. On today's show, we're interviewing Richard McLean. He's one of the co-founders of KeyPay, a cloud-based payroll and workforce management tool. Since its launch in 2012, KeyPay is now trusted by over 158,000 businesses in the UK, Australia, New Zealand, and Singapore. Rich is passionate about keeping business processes simple and removing the unnecessary stressors in the payroll and workforce world. Hello, Richard, and welcome. Thanks, Diego. That's a gracious uh, introduction. Uh, look forward to having a bit of a conversation about what's gone on over the last few years. Awesome. And yes, that's exactly where I want to begin. How has payroll and workforce management changed in the last 20 years? How was it done before everyone had internet and smartphones? And how has this transition affected payroll? And let me tell you that in this podcast, we love anecdotes. And I want to steal your thunder for a second and tell one anecdote that I just cannot believe and ask you if that's the way it was done before or if it was different. Because my parents tell me that when they were young and they used to work in a bank in Mexico, the way payroll worked was that one guy with a giant box full of coins and bills used to go desk by desk, pay in cash the workers at the bank. And I just can't imagine that in an era where we're talking about pretty much money being fully digital now, having tools like Apple Pay, cryptocurrencies, it's mind-blowing for me. So is that true? That's the way you used to, to work and how has it changed? It probably wasn't even 20 years ago that sort of thing happened. It was incredible that people used paper and, and paid in cash. It was insane. And you're right, coins in a pay packet for people. It's just something, you know, we can't even imagine today. I guess the, you know, payroll and workforce management has changed incredibly over the last 20 years. You know, if we look back 20 years ago, as you pointed out, it was very paper-based, you know, People got paid in cash and they went home and used that stuff to pay the bills in cash, which is not a concept that we understand. But I guess looking at the technology and they used back then, it was, you know, paper timesheets, things that we have in Australia, which uh, we call Bundy plots, which were systems where you used to take a card and it used to punch out a hole in a card, which you know, indicated when you started and finished. I think we see those things in old movies, right? You know, with payroll, it was literally a manual process, the old payroll book, wage book. Over the years, it's changed dramatically and it's changed really rapidly, I think. The invention of the computer, the availability of desktop computing in offices, you know, really changed that stuff. You know, over the years, lots of modern providers have come into the market to disrupt it, right? 
So as the years have progressed, you know, Australia has been one of those markets that have been really early adopters in the change of the way that they do workforce management. We went from those old Bundy clocks and uh, we moved into desktop applications, which in hindsight weren't particularly valuable because uh, they weren't connected. There was still lots of printing off stuff and sharing paper. And they still collected timesheets manually. So over the years, I think it's the big change has been business has become smarter at the way that it does things. It's really escalated over the last, you know, five to 10 years where they look for payroll software or or workforce management software that will help them improve their internal processes and innovate. When we talk about innovation, it's how do we take a task that everyone does every day? How do we apply that to technology and how do we make it simpler to deliver stuff? So that's been the really big change. I guess the interesting thing about change over the last 20 years that we still see today people filling out timesheets, which is pretty incredible, right? It's something that is way too common in a workplace and the mistakes that lead from having manual processes in place with paper timesheets and then transcribing that into a piece of software, which then enters into probably another piece of software to do the payroll is incredibly dangerous in this world of compliance that we have. The real transition has been to digital tools, cloud-based applications that give easy access to everyone. You know, we start with the employee. They're the ones that are entering the data. We've got employee managers that approve the data and the business processes, the um, payroll, and it should be fairly seamless in that process. Technology being embraced has been the really big change over the years. How did you and your partners come up with the idea of KeePay? What was the challenge or the problem you saw that many businesses were having? That's an interesting question because there's a small story behind it, which involves one beer. You think that might be an odd comment, but back in 2010, when one of the other co-founders, Phil Bernie, and I started this, we met in passing, traveling in Sydney. We had a beer in a hotel. We were working for other organizations at that stage, and and we, um, we had a really brief discussion on doing something in tech space because we'd been working in the cloud space for a while then, and mm. it wasn't even called cloud in <laughs> 2000. And we kind of said, okay, what does business need? And it was payroll. So that's how we came to start the business. It was a really simple thing. But I guess what happened after that was that our research showed that there was nothing in the market that was cloud. And being a tech company rather than a payroll company, we were really excited to solve core problems of connectivity for the chain of events that happen in businesses through from the employee, you know, right through to business. And if there's a partner in there somewhere that's providing services, it can also interact in that chain. So it was a really simple story, but uh, the problems that we solve today are exactly the same problems that we solved back when we thought about starting this business. What is truly interesting is that not only technology has changed, but with that change has also come a change in the way businesses grow and expand. And now, I mean, again, 20 years ago, you thought about payroll as an explicitly local thing. You know, like you had to pay your employees that were working at your headquarters in one specific country. And of course now, especially after COVID, Everyone is working remotely and you have truly global international teams of people working together in one single project. And how do you pay them? So I guess that's where KeyPay and other technologies that use the cloud become truly relevant. 
So I guess if I was an accountant and then I realized, oh yeah, I do need a software platform that helps me pay my employees, what things should I be looking for? What are like the key aspects of a great payroll and employee management system or platform? I think, you know, the real key to, you know, the accountant conversation is realizing that the trusted advisor, the accountant has, you know, that time is really valuable. Right. So if we look at it in through the eyes of an accountant, I guess the, the key thing that we would suggest that they'd look for is automation. Right? Hmm. So automation is a key component of payroll and workforce management and the associated tools that allow a natural business process that provides a structure around the way that data flows through the business into the final stages where the accountant provides compliance payroll services. So it's, you know, the automation is often thought about, they're concerned about automation and making roles obsolete. But in reality, what automation does is saves times on repetitive and transactional tasks and allows professionals to focus on their core skills. So I think the really key thing is looking for something that delivers a whole bunch of productivity gains and allows you to focus on what you're good at. And I think that's the really, you know, solid message for accountants that are looking for technology. I guess there's a paradox because we continually hear that technology dehumanizes us. But pretty much what you're saying is the opposite, is the more you automate certain repetitive tasks, the more time you will have to be human with your employees, to have a personal human touch when dealing with the other people, your teammates, right? That's a huge plus for everyone that is trying to look for a software like yours. I think that the core message is that software is there to make life easier. It's not there to replace people. If we look at all the processes that surround payroll and workforce management, it's an important thing that the software interacts with people and provides them the tools that they need to you know, carry out their everyday tasks. So workforce management, those sorts of things. But it also provides, you know, things like audit trails and automation to get to the point of focusing on the requirements of the, the client's needs. And this is actually all about people, right? You know, the interaction of people is the super important part of payroll and workforce management. And I think it gets lost sometimes when you talk about software. But that's what software is there to do. It's to help people achieve what they need to achieve. This is the perfect moment to ask you know, now I understand why accountants should use a platform such as KeyPay, but what about the employees? What's the difference? If I was part of a company that didn't have KeyPay or a similar software platform and suddenly we do have that kind of technology, what would change for me as an employee? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think the workforce management and payroll software, once again, you know, tends to look at the employer as their end customer rather than the employee. Mm. And I think that's where we're a little bit different. We think that employees, the heart of the business that we work with and the employee experience should always be considered when we're thinking about business tools, especially with payroll and workforce management, and also when you're considering introducing a new tool. So I guess we're all increasingly more connected. Unfortunately, we're increasingly time poor. So human interactions, as I said before, is the key to business success. The main difference here is, is that, you know, brands you know, internationally drive loyalty through interactions with people and organizations. And those organizations can apply the same principle internally to drive performance from their people. 
So by improving that employee experience, we improve, you know, things like morale, collecting of, of, of data and productivity and retention, which, you know, significantly reduces the impact on the business. You know, if you've got happy people in the business, then you have a great interaction with your employee um, and their productivity is far greater, right? The other key areas is, you know, the way that we do that is we use, you know, a selection of native mobile apps. WorkZone is our uh, employee and employee manager mobile app, which employees use to, to manage their pay slips, payroll data. Mm. You know, WorkZone is really designed to empower employees to manage their own data so that they can view their rosters, enter their timesheet, leave requests, expense management, those sorts of things, accepting or clocking in and clocking out of shifts and even viewing HR-related policies. So you need to provide the employee with a tool that allows them to interact with the business while they're there, but also when they're not there, when they've moved on, it's really important to provide access to the employee so that they can get their data, so they don't need to call the business and ask for a copy of a payslip and those sorts of things. At least personally, but I think most of us, when we hear about this kind of management platforms, we think about big companies with hundreds or thousands of employees. But And I used to be an entrepreneur, so usually you start with very little resources. Probably the last thing in your mind is that you will need an ambitious software solution to manage your payroll or things like that. And you usually end up having an Excel, a spreadsheet, and you know writing the salaries and just reminding yourself that you have to pay your teammates every month or every 15 days, depending yep. on the country. But I mean, what's your view on that? How can a service and a platform like KeePay help startups better manage their payroll from day one, especially, I guess, when the moment comes to expand internationally or to raise money, and you will be asked the hard questions about your finances and how your processes, I guess it's better to have like a good platform behind you to reply to people asking those things, right? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, startups are an interesting space and the success of startups these days is pretty good. So KeePay really allows them to start with one employee. So you, startup always goes through that first process of hiring their first employee. But being able to scale from your one employee to your 150 employees over 10 years or whatever it may be is a super important part of the platform. Having a cost model that is only associated with usage. So you talk about some of those larger organizations that have very bespoke systems with large providers. They're expensive. So we provide all of those things that you get in sort of an enterprise level mm -hmm. platform, but it's at a, a very simple access cost. The key is, I guess, the value that it provides the business as it grows. So being able to provide services in key markets, as you've said that, you know, we're in Australia and the UK, Singapore and New Zealand, and soon to be in Malaysia as well. So I think, you know, having one platform, one set of reporting, all of those things are really important for that startup process. And I guess the, the really key thing is at the end of the day, as I said before, it's all about people. And if we look at the key pay business, you know, we've got hundreds of years of payroll experience in our team. And it's important for us to be able to share that experience with the people we support, the businesses. So from a startup perspective, you can't buy that knowledge. And that's something that's really important in the relationship with the startup as they grow into a, a significant business and go through those things like raising capital.
let's talk more about going global because I guess when we talk also about software platforms, especially those cloud-based platforms, we usually think that that software is available anywhere in the world so everyone can start using it from day one. But of course, when we are talking about payroll, we face the challenge of compliance, laws and regulations that change from country to country. So I guess every single country does it differently. So broadly speaking, how does payroll change from country to country based on your experience? You know, how do global companies deal with the different norms and regulations of each country? That's a really complex question. <laughs> and uh, I'll try and break it down into some simple points. I guess legislation will drive the key difference between the countries and it, it's localized legislation that does that. And from an application perspective, 80% of the application is common as we spread mm. into new regions. And 20% of that application is very country specific. And that's mainly around the compliance and the localized reporting and those sorts of things, payroll, uh, uh, tax calculations. But the interesting thing is that, you know, that 20% is 80% of the things that people view as important when we do enter a country. So there's some significant challenges of entering country. And a great example of that, if we look at a couple of geos that we work in at the moment, you know, Australia has a very complex set of rules around the way that we pay people. And that's called the Fair Work Act Modern Award System. In New Zealand, the Holidays Act is really complex and difficult to work with. In the UK, the rules around paying people are a lot less complex, but statutory leave is also significantly complex. So the challenges, I guess, for us as an organisation, really to hit the value that people are looking for in each of those regions. As you pointed out, it's not as easy as just uh, spinning up a new geo and a, a URL and delivering it. There's a significant, so we invest a year's worth of development for each geo that we go into. I can't imagine that. It's not only about developing software, it's about having the knowledge and the specialized experts in order to make those changes and truly build a user experience. It's, it's a good example of how user experience goes beyond software, right? Absolutely. So tell us about your own experience as part of Kipe, as a founder of Kipe, going global, you know, your experience entering new markets. Again, you just mentioned them, UK, New Zealand, Singapore, and soon Malaysia, which have been the biggest challenges of this international expansion of Kipe. I guess remote work has been something that has been a challenge in the expansion. Mm. But the interesting thing is that we started as a remote only business. Mm. So when we started, there was four founders. We weren't even working out of a garage. So it wasn't even like a, a Microsoft story. We were all in different states and all in different locations mm. in Australia. So the journey we've experienced is that we're a cloud first company. We live and breathe everything that we talk about around cloud a location or office second organization. It's been a, an interesting challenge to enter the new markets, but the key things are that dealing with remote work has allowed us to hire some great talent across those geos. Because we're a cloud first company to start with, as the pandemic came along, the impact on the business was zero. We basically just continued to do what we did. People just didn't go into the office anymore, which has its associated problems. But, uh, yeah. you know, entering markets is a complex thing. 
One of the other things I guess is dealing with the compliance skills that you need to get in those markets. So entering a market and getting the right people to do those things is incredibly difficult. You know, it just takes time. As software companies, we tend to be really aggressive about the way that we think that we want to do things. And if anything's, you know, having done this four, almost five times now, if anything I've learned over that period is just to be patient about how long it takes because it takes as long as it does. So if I heard correctly, you pretty much were very well prepared for this new era of remote work in terms of how you worked inside your company. But what about you know uh, the, your clients and people using your product? Does the feedback related to remote work has forced you to change part of the roadmap of development of your product? Like, have you tried to implement new things in your software based in this new reality of everyone, almost everyone working remotely nowadays? That's an interesting thing. I think the change that we saw was from our perspective is that we moved from being, you know, primarily a software business that was trying to sell and market products. And, you know, we just flipped the model and we continue to do this to helping people achieve what they needed to achieve. Making sure that we provide a heap of information to support our our users in the markets where there was government incentives to pay mm -hmm. people. Providing a really, really timely and aggressive change process around the technology to ensure that they could claim for those sorts of things. But also being mindful that businesses were under a lot of stress and the people in those businesses were overnight sort of damaged by something that was totally out of their control. And we've all experienced it, right? So we, we kind of took the, our internal learnings from the way that we felt about the change in COVID or the change in business because of COVID. And we just, you know, reached out to all of our customers and made sure that they were doing okay. So yeah, I think that's the human part of being a software developer is, is that you need to realize that in everything that we do, people are associated with. So it's a really tough question to answer in regard to how we dealt with it. But from our perspective, it was just, you know, ensuring that we look after our customers, make sure the new legislation was introduced quickly into the application and those sorts. So I have a very last question, Richard, is of course, what the future looks like for payroll, you know, what new technologies will companies incorporate in their software products in the upcoming years? Everyone, of course, is talking about AI, artificial intelligence, now cryptocurrencies. Everyone is crazy about cryptocurrencies for the right and the wrong reasons, probably at the same time. What's your view on that? What are the new technologies that we will see in products like KeyPay? or broadly speaking, uh, you know, employee management systems? Yeah, look, I mentioned it before, and I think automation will become a big part of the way that people view the processes around workforce management and payroll. And AI and machine learning will be an integral part of that going ahead. But I think there's some other core things that, that are going to change. I think the globalization of the workforce is continuing to happen. I think that, you know, the gig economy will have an impact on the way that people are employed. We're already seeing that across the world. And I think that will also impact the way that people think about the management of those people and the way that they're paid. You know, we're seeing lots of independent contractors working for organisations that are suddenly being deemed as employees of those organisations. 
So I think that the world has a whole bunch of change going to happen over the next few years. And I think in five years, we're going to see the payroll component become transactional. So what I mean by that is I think the the way people are paid will be more in line with a daily clearing of their pay. Mm. So, you know, at the moment we've got, you know, monthly and weekly and fortnightly and bi-weekly and bi-monthly pays. It's pretty crazy the different situations we have across the world. I think that that will start to become quite normal or common and the gig economy will drive the change into payroll. And I think the other thing that will have a big impact on payroll is and workforce management as well is the generational change. As people get older and drop out Mm. of the workforce, the younger people just look for a different way of life and a different way of interaction. So I think that the key things will be that, you know, lots of things will change. And as software providers, I think we need to focus on, you know, making sure that we have a really good core to the platform to deliver what we can to payroll administrators uh, in that change, reduce the amount of button clicks that they need to do, making sure that we have a a good single set of data that is consistent across everything that they do, across workforce management and employee management and payroll. And the last thing I think which is going to be super important is connectivity of different applications. Mm. Having an open API in in KeyPay, we have a lot of technology partners, but I think that's going to increase because we're going to see very specific specialized applications in verticals that will want to have payroll as their last mile of the conversation. And uh, that connectivity thing will become one of the biggest changes we'll see over the next five years. Thank you very much for your time, Richard. This has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you very much. Thanks very much for your time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember that you can find all episodes on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts and in our website. So if you are planning to hire a new global team member, Globalization Partners makes it easy to onboard international talent in a matter of days. Go to globalization-partners.com to get started. This is Going Global, presented by Globalization Partners.